Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we talk with Palo Alto Networks about the latest AI ops features for SD-WAN. AI ops is a broad term for software that analyzes network data and then makes recommendations on issues and problems that it can see from the data that's been collected. This proactive capability has become somewhat necessary as the complexity of WAN networks in particular, underlays, overlays, encryption, you're going on-prem, you're going off-prem, you've got remote working, you might have integrated VPNs, you might be doing content scanning, you might have filters, you might have all threat detection engines, you might be going through a, 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 a SASE cloud product, all that complexity adds up into a whole lot more stuff that you need to do as a network engineer. The old days of simple OSPF routing are long behind us and the new environment's really difficult. And that's where tools like AIOps comes in to help you keep that under control. So today we're talking with Bill Pruitt. He's a senior product manager at Palo Alto Networks, and he's going to be talking about how Palo Alto Networks AIOps builds on the existing capabilities that's in the product today, and then how AIOps can help you with an easier work life. So Bill, let's get started with talking about how the Network Insight products work, which is where you are today, and how we build on that. So what's Network Insights? Yeah, so Network Insights basically takes what we built over the past couple of years and adds another layer of analysis on top of it. So previously we focused on how can we reduce the noise through event correlation and event management, identifying flapping conditions and things like that. Um, but now we're kind of taking some uh, really big steps to do some proactive analysis outside of just an event. So event, uh, Network Insights, um, they really operate on the axiom that you know we use internally which is you know day one is only one day but day two is forever so we hmm. we take all of these things that we would normally do as a network administrator uh, capacity planning we pay big huge teams of people to do these things as network operators and we perform those tasks automatically and i'll give you some examples of things that we're doing that are really just uh, for me i mean i used to be a network operator right so these things i spent a lot amount of time doing between me and my team um, some things that we're doing are, for example, looking across every single circuit in the network proactively mm. week in, week out to identify quite a few different conditions, up to five of them mm. on a given circuit. And what we did is we took a baseline of the hundreds of thousands of circuits that we have access to the data of in our mm. system. And we mm. said, how do we expect a circuit to perform? Specifically, let's talk about latency and loss. So if you look at latency and loss, uh, two you know, conditions that plague uh, any particular you know, circuit or connection as, as those things get out of spec, um, we said, you know, we expect latency and loss to increase as load increases a marginal amount. But when a circuit deviates from that amount, uh, that, that, that prescribed model that we've trained, then we identify that as a condition where the circuit has excessive latency and or excessive loss. And we give right. you all so the I supporting call that a data. So, you know, when yes, we talk about yeah. blackouts and, you know, systems working, then you have an electricity blackout, but you can also have a brownout. And that's where you run out of bandwidth. Maybe the backbone is congested or latency is increasing for some reason, usually because of backbone congestion. And that's very hard to monitor for unless you're actually doing some sort of application. We'll talk more about um, digital experience monitoring, like the Prisma uh, digital experiencing monitoring at the end here. But that brownout is the same for everybody because it's this, it's roughly the same condition for all networking because everybody's using the same networks across the same providers. You can, and you know, a brownout is the same all over the world, you know, in any network, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Those happen. Um, and they're difficult to troubleshoot. And I've spent yeah. days and hours and, you know, weeks troubleshooting these things. Um, they're terribly difficult. So why can't we ask the question, why can't we give these things to the customer on a silver platter, right? These yeah. pop up as notification. Hey, this circuit or these set of circuits is having th these problems. Mm. Now, could I guess how this is, how is this different than from what I would normally be getting from an SD-WAN device, which is supposed to be monitoring, you know, my link performance anyway? What, what's the, the difference here? What, what makes it AIOps? What makes AIOps is that we're actually, we've taken all the data that we have and we've trained the models. And then the models, uh, the actual, the artificial intelligence piece looks at the trained model, and it, but it performs a historical analysis, go looking back several weeks for performance. So it's not just a right now condition. Mm -hmm. uh, these are things that it might occur over time, because let's be honest, we don't want to be notified when we have mm -hmm. a single blip in the network, or maybe it's only bad for a few minutes, um, and then it's good, right? Though That's noise. But when these things become chronic, that's when we need to know about them. We need to work with our carriers yeah. to troubleshoot the connections or increase bandwidth. I think it's also useful to point out that bad performance, say for an Azure hosted SaaS application or like or Salesforce, you know, or or some sort of help desk application is very different to an application that might be hosted in your own data center. And you actually need to build a baseline around those things. You can't just say, you know, 80% packet loss, 90% packet loss with this amount of latency and suddenly it's a problem. It's actually a variable. It's a, it's a mutable constant around that, right? It's not a fixed thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's all relative. I think is what you're yeah. trying to say. It's like, it, yeah. it, it's all relative. So yeah, the, the, the model has to be trained very specifically to identify those types of anomalies, 100%. Mm -hmm. And so what it sounds yeah. like I'm getting then is, as opposed to just sort of in the immediate moment where the SD-WAN could say, okay, maybe we should switch this flow to a different link because of performance issue X, I can over time see this link is having consistent problems and maybe I need to go talk to my provider and get something new or change my SLA or something. That's right. Yeah. So the, the SD-WAN system will obviously in real time react to those problems. This is really focused around that day two operations and making sure that all the underlying infrastructure, uh, including the transport, is working well. So what about other capabilities? I, I th there's a note here in our document about predictive circuit capacity exhaustion. Yes. Yeah. So um, in that first level, uh, first batch of insights that we did last fall, we actually introduced one called bandwidth upgrade recommended. And what that did was look at a historical analysis of, of a circuit performance. And basically, if it was redlining, you know, above a certain amount, then we would take that and say, you know what, you should probably consider a bandwidth upgrade. Here's the times today this occurs. Here's all the apps and the IPs that are causing it, but you may want to consider an upgrade. We're not taking that to the next level this summer by looking at it from predictive standpoint. So no longer is it going to be like historical analysis. Yes, that trains the model, but it'll be predictive that says, hey, in two, three, four weeks, based upon your current trend, you're likely to be hitting bandwidth caps at this circuit in the site. Mm. And you'll be able to know. Now, this uh, predictive capacity and all of this AIOps actually builds up the visibility tooling that's actually in the product today. You've already got quite a, a wide suite in the SD-WAN portfolio of you know, monitoring the network, tracking the bandwidth, asset management, configuration management, and that all runs as a cloud-hosted service that you can see it. This is all services that build on what I thought of as like table stakes for SD-WAN. This isn't like a simple thing. These are complex new tools. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And th those tools, uh, as we discussed before, that gives you a, a, just a, an unprecedented amount of data that we never had, we never had operating our network historically. Um, mm -hmm. And what we're trying to help the customer do um, is make sense of all that data and really mm -hmm. bubble those problems up to the top so they don't have to sift through it manually, even though they can. That's great. And it's all really rich and helps them, you know, look through the historical analysis themselves. We want to give it yeah. to them automatically. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking of in the Palo Alto Networks SD-WAN tooling, you get things like heat map, heat maps and WAN utilization charts for sure, but you actually get them in really quite complex graphicals. Like you have the, the utilization quadrant report, which actually maps against maps the utilization against the the land to land utilization so there's a quality versus utilization map and some of that's really sophisticated but that's all rather passive this is much more predictive and it's saying instead of reacting and you go and have a look at hotspot reports and you say where are the problems in the network because there's a problem this is we're telling you what's going to happen before it happens it's not totally that but it's heading in that direction that's right. Yeah, I think of it of uh, like Maslow's hierarchy uh, for networking, right? So we'll call it Greg's hierarchy for networking. Um, we're we're up there at the self-actualization level of networking, right? Where we're providing uh, just an extreme amount of value built upon all these other foundational layers of the technology. So this predictive notion means that you know, say I open a new branch or a new retail site, and it's sort of you know standard operating procedures to provision x amount of bandwidth but if this retail site is particularly popular i can see you know the bandwidth needs or the consumption increasing over time and before customers have a bad experience maybe i can upgrade that circuit to prevent that that's exactly the point exactly is to to give the administrator the operator time to go and upgrade the capacity if they need to before it becomes a problem so let's move on to talking about autonomous digital experience management. Now, digital experience managing is where you actually monitor the user experience rather than or, or monitor the, the, the application experience via a separate process. Instead of monitoring the network, you're monitoring using probes or tools in the network. Now, you've had Prisma Autonomous Digital Experience and the tool for a while, but this is being extended. Yeah. So, so if you think about it, uh, we've all seen that movie Vantage Point where you've got you know, several different versions of a story, depending on the perspective. Um, and all of those different aspects add up to a really complete view of an event that happened. So the Prisma ADEM solution is not just monitoring from one particular position in the network. It monitors on the client side uh, from a GP client, no matter where you're at. It, the, we also have the agents embedded to Prisma SD-WAN um, and also inside of the Prisma Act. Access cloud. So it's really from end to end, the complete solution. We have monitoring from every single component. And we take all that data that we're mm. gathering from every single perspective, and then we combine that together in our cloud to provide that true end to end view of, of the application health. And yep. what this does is, you know, it, it, to your point, we're now monitoring up at the application layer. So we're running a series of probes in addition to monitoring real user traffic to say, for these key applications, what is my performance? Um, so that's one aspect you can look at it, but then we actually break it down into something that we call segment wise insights. And this looks at it and takes all that data and merges it together and says, okay, in a hop by hop fashion, uh, starting all the way from the client PC, their laptop and processes on that all the way through to the far end where traffic comes out of the security cloud, that what is my experience all the way from there into the actual end application. So we, we break all of that down. Yeah. You can see it in incredible detail, hop by hop at the network and application layer to break down what is happening on that application. Yeah, because this isn't just, you know, taking flow data from the network or taking 
statistics from the, the SD-WAN Edge device. These are actually agents that can be installed on devices, but also on user laptops and, and devices. And then you configure probes to actually monitor independent of the network. And that gives you a completely different view of the experience rather than a view of the performance. I know there's some semantics there, but that's the idea, or is it not? That's right. Yeah, we, we want to monitor the user experience. So uh, network performance is great. Um, and you know we, we, that's great information to have. But then when you up-level it, what am I really trying to do with the network? I'm trying to ensure a user experience. So now that I have this proactive 24 hours a day visibility uh, from uh, across the entire set of WAN infrastructure, WAN and security infrastructure, I've got the ability to, to, to measure, carefully measure uh, and quantify that user experience from end to end. And that's really critical in this now, you know, distributed work environment where a user could be on a home network where the problem maybe is their, you know, their Wi-Fi or their router, or it's on a local ISP or it's on a backbone. And unless you're measuring each of those segments, when the user says, hey, the network is slow, you don't really know what that means. Mm. That's right. Especially if they're Which, accessing it, a SaaS service like Salesforce or right. Microsoft Office. How do you measure that? You know, right. And that and that goes back to the the mean time to innocence for the network operator. Right. We're <laughs> yeah. we're at the bottom of the OSI model, so I always like to say things roll downhill to us. So now we have all of the tools uh, to yes. be able to prove ourselves innocent. Right. Um, yeah. And one of our, our 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 customers actually coined that term, mean time to innocence. Yeah, <laughs> I've been using it on and off for a few years. It's mm. also a mean time to denial. It's not the there. Network. You go. There's another one that I've heard. So I'm curious what kind of information I can get at, on the endpoint. Can, can I look at you know the the wireless signal strength? Can I look at processes on the actual device that may be affecting you know CPU or memory? The answer is yes, all the above. Um, the the agent on the when you actually look at it from the client perspective monitors the the Wi-Fi RSSI and SNR. Uh, it monitors all of the, the processes and their health that could be affecting, you know, CPU memory overhead on that client. Uh, all those things uh, can impact the user experience. And we give you the tools to be able to figure out where in the chain that it's being impacted. Uh, I, I liked how SD-WAN, uh, in the early days, we had so many problems with people saying, oh, we couldn't possibly run SD-WAN overlays. And of course, the challenge there was how to get visibility into the overlay. What's the performance of the user application? What's the performance of, you know, that how how do we know it works, right? And of course, the answer was you didn't know how it worked before. So why would this be any different? <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but now- Things have come a long got, way. Things have come a long way. That the, the intelligence we've got from cloud-hosted applications and from these very powerful edge devices that gives us application-grade visibility and combining that with digital experience tools, the DEM, you know, the- uh, it just changes the way we see applications and getting visibility telemetry from the network. That's really what this is about, I think. I agree, hundred percent. You know, the obviously the the world has has changed, um, mm -hmm. and our our goal as the Prisma SASE business unit is to provide the tools uh, and the capabilities necessary to provide the you know and a consistent end user experience, no matter mm -hmm. where they're consuming the services they need, whether it be a coffee and shop, do, uh, in the yeah. office, um, in in the corporate headquarters, no matter where it's at. And do remember that Palo Alto does actually provide a whole SASE solution. So there's all all the security that you want there, all the SD-WAN features that you want. There's even integration with a wide range of other tools, which we've talked about in lots of other shows on the Packet Pushes Network. So if you want to find out more about those, contact Palo Alto. 
networks to talk about those or go and do a search for them on our website. You'll be able to get more on that. Well, unfortunately, that's all that we have time for today. Thanks very much to Bill for coming on talking about Palo Alto Networks and the new features around AI ops using machine learning and artificial intelligence to improve the performance of your of your job. No, no, it doesn't improve the network. It improves your job because you know what's happening. And also talking a little bit about the Prisma Autonomous Digital Experience Management, which does the experience monitoring. It has been extended since our previous conversations. And thanks to Palo Alto Networks for sponsoring. Without them, we couldn't be here. And remember that there are many, many more fine free technical podcasts just like this on our community blog at packetpushes.net. You can follow us on Twitter as at packetpushes. Find us on LinkedIn. And if you've got the time, please rate us on your favorite podcast tool because that helps us stay around. And last but never ever least, remember that too much tech networking would never be enough. <laughs>